agnostics, long-haired weirdos, short-haired weirdos, vandals, hooligans. The government has the government love. The government has the government love. The government Welcome to the Politics Guys, a place for bipartisan, rational, and civil debate on American politics and policy. I'm Michael Baranowski, a professor of political science at Northern Kentucky University. I'm joined today by my conservative counterpart, Cleveland area attorney and defender of freedom, Jay Carson. Hey, Mike. Hey, Jay. So I am looking forward to talking about some different things really on today's, uh, on this uh, midweek bonus show, which uh, as listeners, longtime listeners know, we record right after the regular show. Uh, and, and so I after thought, we're already a little, after we're all, all liquored <laughs> up a little bit. Yeah, exactly. No, that's not actually, that's not true. No, no, we, no. I always, I've, not at all. Yes, I, 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 it's I, sort of stone cold sober on these that's shows. That's right. I save the gummies until later. Anyway, so <laughs> last week, prosecutors in Santa Fe announced that they'd be charging actor Alec Baldwin with involuntary manslaughter in the killing of cinematographer Hyla Hutchins on the set of that low-budget Western Rust that Baldwin was filming there in October of 2021. And at this point, you might say, wait a second, did I stumble into some sort of a crime podcast? And no, uh, that's not us, certainly. Uh, but there's an important aspect of this case that I think very much is in our wheelhouse, so to speak. And that's the Fifth Amendment's protections against self-incrimination, those that right to remain silent, right, from all those Miranda warnings we've seen a million times in TV shows and movies, hopefully never in person. Uh, let's hope so. At least that's probably not true for everyone. But so in the, in the here's, here's how this connects. In the immediate aftermath of the shooting, police detectives informed Baldwin of his Fifth Amendment right against self-incrimination, as you'd expect them to, as well as his right to an attorney. And Baldwin waived those rights and then spoke to the detectives without an attorney for around an hour at one point telling them that, you know, the armor always asked him if he wanted to check the gun to ensure there weren't live rounds. And he said, in his words, she said, do you want to check? And I didn't want to insult her. We never had a problem. I said, I'm good. Uh, so right, right, right hey. there. Uh, I, I, I am no attorney, Jay. But if I were Alec Baldwin's attorneys, I would have I would have advised him to not say that specific thing, maybe among many others. But anyway, then there's. Yeah, a but I, I'm, I'm, I'm still I, I'm not I'm I, I I think that's that's one of those things that you call a bad fact. But I think you can deal with it. So. Well, sure. But it'd but be better ahead. not to have to deal with it in the first. Yeah, exactly. Place, right? Better not, not to deal with it. Um, and, and, and not only that, but the fact that Baldwin is not just an actor, but a producer of the thing might suggest he has additional, you know, responsibility or culpability. But but anyway, then there's a conversation he has with, with police a week later, and I believe also without an attorney. He said, well, no, actually, uh, it wasn't the armor who handed me the gun, but this assistant director. And so there are facts that are now all of a sudden uh, uh, unclear. And the assistant director, I guess, cut a deal and so forth. And, and you know, involuntary manslaughter is defined right as unintentional killing of someone through recklessness or negligence. And I would think uh, just telling police, volunteering to police that, oh, yeah, I didn't, you know, check to see if the rounds in the loaded gun I was handed were live or not, because, you know, we'd always been good so far. Um, that maybe helps the prosecution make make their case. Uh, I don't know, you know, Jay, I know. I would, I would, I would agree. Yes. I mean, I know you're not a criminal attorney or I, I, I know that phrasing is wrong, right? I, I guess you can yeah, be a criminal attorney. Yeah, yeah. Well, I was really, I just realized. Criminal defense attorney. Yeah, because you can be a criminal attorney without being a criminal defense attorney, but you're neither of those yeah. things. I, I, you, no. you, you are our practical 
go to our go to practical law guy, I guess you can say, because even though Ken's an attorney, he's you know up in his uh, not ivory, but we have he's a, impractical. Well, he is. Yeah. He, he's up there in a brutalist concrete tower of uh, of uh, Chase Law School, anyway, <laughs> along with me. But right, so it, it does it seem strange to you? I guess that someone presumably as smart uh, as Alec Baldwin. I mean, he's, I don't think he's any dummy. You know, he memorized. All kinds of what having good memory doesn't mean. Anything. I don't think he's any dummy. But right. That he would just so kind of casually waive his rights and then, you know, certainly if not incriminate himself, at least again make the prosecution's job of filing charges against him easier. Um, it doesn't doesn't surprise me particularly at all. Um, <laughs> okay. No, and because I I think there's there's a human impulse. Um. First of all, to to look cooperative, right, uh, and and to probably be cooperative to some extent, um, right. And there is a, um, I mean, you've you've read Crime and Punishment. Um, oh yeah. There's 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 sort of a human impulse to confess. Um, uh, it, it it's it's weird and it seems counterintuitive, but I think it exists, and I've I've seen it play out lots of times. Um. You know, or, or there's almost the the sense of uh, a lot of times you, you someone will try to say, well, listen, I I accept this much fault, but not that much fault, that that sort of thing. Um, so so no, it doesn't it doesn't surprise me uh, that someone, you know, when he's asked, hey, will you cooperate? Well, sure, I'll cooperate. Why why wouldn't I cooperate? I've got nothing to hide, you know. I, so I, I don't know. I see what you're saying. And again, it, it's it's sort of, and I think in in those those kind of. Um, heat of the moment type type thing um you know maybe the the more rational thing is to say no i'm not going to uh cooperate um or or i'm not going to say anything till i speak with my attorney but you may or may not be thinking entirely rationally um you know in that just following sort of a shocking emergency kind of situation Right. I, I guess, I, and, and you're right, it's easy to, it's like playing Jeopardy at home or something like that, where the answers come to you so quickly, and, as opposed to being yeah. on the spot. But I, I would think that it's been drilled in almost everyone's head, especially someone in the entertainment industry who's, you know, been in, I, I assume, a lot of, you know, cop movies and other things like that, 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 <laughs> that, that, that you know, you, you, I mean, my response, I would think, would be, you know, I, I'd love to cooperate, but I, I'm just feeling kind of just overcome and flustered. And I just think it would be better if I waited for my attorney to get here. Yeah. And, and then I'm still cooperative, but, you know, and, and, and I don't know. It just see, it seems to me that the bigger problem here is if someone like Alec Baldwin, who I, I think is almost certainly of above average intelligence, even though his emotional control has certainly been publicly questioned and rightly so at times, but uh, if he does that, you know, and certainly he could have had an attorney there in, in short order, then that suggests there might be some larger problems here. And, and, you know, it started me to think about this kind of broader issue of police interrogations as well as false confessions. And this is maybe a bigger issue than a lot of people appreciate. For instance, uh, so far, the Innocence Project has exonerated 375 people, last count I saw, for crimes they didn't commit and they've been you know, convicted for. Uh, 29% of them, 29% uh, of those convictions that were exonerated were based at least in part on false confessions. 
And there's, you know, a substantial amount of research that's found that uh, most false confessions happen after these extended interrogations with police. And they almost always involve, in addition to that, police lying to suspects. And that that gives me more than a little bit of pause. And I want what's your thinking on that? I mean, is that troubles troubling to you at all? Yeah. Okay. I, I mean, <laughs> Good that, I, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Um, Go ahead. Yeah, of course it is, uh, and I I think that's it's it's good that you have groups like the Innocent Innocence Project that that takes those kind of cases and um uh, you know does does that that sort of work. Um, but of course, even if you're exonerated, you don't get those years of your life back in, in, in any way, right? And if it's a a death right. penalty issue, well, then that's that's just it, which is I would say another argument against the death penalty, even when there is a, you know, even when there is a confession, but, 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 you know, given that, you know, they're dealing with limited resources here, how many more people than right now are in that similar situation? I, you know, it used to be, at least I thought it was a principle of, of justice that, you know, better that, you know, better that uh, 10 it can 10 guilty men go free, guilty people go free than one innocent person be wrongly imprisoned. And I wonder if maybe we're in some way we've kind of changed that calculus and better that, you know, <laughs> better the other way around. Hey, if every once in a while an innocent guy has to go to prison because the cops sweat him for 12 hours and lie to him. Well, that's that's just the price you pay. Yeah, um, I think the, uh, you know, and it's it's one of those things and it's i don't know that there's a solution to it but it's incentives right i mean the, the cops jobs um uh, is is to uh to get a conviction to find a suspect and, and get a conviction yeah. um they i think assume you know work on assumptions that they're getting the right guy i i would uh i'm there are there are bad cops out there but i think uh you know, they are a minuscule portion of, of you know, people who would actually um, right. intentionally, but, but you know, put away the wrong person. But it's it's, um, it's worse to have a bad cop than, say, have, have a bad uh, trash collector because the yeah. consequences oh, absolutely. are. Yeah. And, and that's why. Uh, um, but the yeah, the, the way that the playing field is tilted in, in favor of the police and, and what they are able to do in many cases Um and and human nature tends to be tilted against defendants. Yeah. Right. Because because so. even if you allow that false confession, it's still the, the, the prosecution can say, well, look at this. This person confessed to this crime. They said I did it. Yeah. Right. And I can I yeah. can show you their statement where they and even though I should I should point out that, you know, that 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 there are certain well there are certain limitations right like for instance police can typically only hold you for 48 hours before they file charges well and they also you. they can also can't um uh waterboard interrogate you. you if you ask yeah well yeah they can't do that not supposed to um no but if if you uh you know request a lawyer all all questioning has to stop yeah Exactly. Until your attorney arrives. But so. it becomes one of these things that I, I remember this, uh, this, this is going to date me, but everything dates me these days. Back to one of my favorite TV shows. And unfortunately, you can't stream as far as I know. If someone, if I'm wrong, someone please tell me. A Homicide, Life on the Street. Do you, do you remember that show? 
I don't know if you. I remember it. the show. Yeah, I don't. Think oh, I they had a fantastic segment. You can look it up on YouTube. Maybe I'll link it about all the homicide detectives about why you should never, ever, ever talk to a homicide detective without without an attorney for exactly all those reasons. You know the incentives and the oh sure you absolutely have the right to an attorney, but once you ask for that, you know we can't help you out, and that's going to go all yeah. downhill. And uh, and we know you're guilty. Your partner flipped on you already, right? Because yeah. it's there's a double standard at work here. Because police can yeah. lie to you, but if you lie to the police, you can be charged with obstruction of justice. For instance, under Ohio law, uh, uh, you can uh, penalties, I believe, are from up to 90 days in jail to a second degree felony up to eight years in prison. Yeah. And there's not a similar thing on the cops, right? That's, I think that's a, that's a problematic double standard. And I wonder how you feel about that double standard, or even if you think it is a double standard. Oh, it's certainly a double standard. How do I feel about it? Um, so, I mean, I, I guess I, I maybe maybe I'm not the best person to ask. I mean, I'm, I'm looking at this in terms of look, the case law on that is is really pretty settled. Well, and you has know, been for years. Here's right? the thing: it is, you know, I thought so too, but it actually, well, I, I would say it it has not been questioned for for uh, over half a century. But I would say it's maybe less well, conclusive. Well, it seems pretty subtle. Well, here, here's what I mean. The, the, all this dates back to uh, Frazier versus Cup, 1969. It was a unanimous decision. And usually it's taken as the Supreme Court affirming that police can lie to suspects. But I actually read, I pulled it up and read it. And what the majority opinion actually holds, Justice Marshall wrote it, said that the fact that the police misrepresented statements is, while relevant, insufficient in our view to make this otherwise voluntary confession inadmissible. These cases must be decided by viewing the totality of the circumstances. So, right. that, so it's not a carte blanche. There could be other. Yes. It, it's, now, it's never gotten to that. It, they've never reviewed a similar case or made any kind of other statement on that, but it's been taken. So I guess in that sense, it's settled in that no one's really seemed to push to question it. But also, I should say, there has been some movement, at least in some areas, on the state level. For instance, in 2021, Illinois and Oregon, they passed laws that, that don't, do no longer allow police to lie to minors who are being questioned. Uh, this last year, three more states, California, Utah, and Delaware, passed similar laws. And Colorado has a similar law coming up for approval this year. And, and so... It seems to me the logic here is that police shouldn't be allowed to lie to kids. And my question then is, well, why not? If they can lie to adults, why can't they lie to kids? It's a reasonable question, right? Well, I, I guess the the idea is that um, kids are are less developed mentally, right? Uh, mm -hmm. They're easier to trick. Um, I've got three of them. Uh, yeah, you can. <laughs> they're, they're easy to they're easy to fool. Um, they are so more think. vulnerable. Uh, so I think it's it, I think those are kind of the arguments, right? It, it goes to sort of vulnerability, um, and, 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 and sort agree. of a sense of fair play, right? And also they're also not in the eyes of the law actual adults who can make important decisions about things yeah. like I'm waiving my right to counsel and that sort of thing. Yeah, I, and I agree with that logic entirely. But then I think well. Okay, plenty of science shows that uh, you know brain development keeps on going into the mid twenties. Uh, cognitive decline can start as early as the mid to late forties. 
oftentimes people who are being questioned by the police are either on drugs or coming off of drugs or in some sort of the word you use, I think, is very fitting, vulnerable situation. And so I said, well, if we're going to make this this kind of strange legalistic exception for someone who's, say, 16, uh, well, what about an exception for, you know, somebody who is uh, who's in cognitive decline in their mid-70s or someone who is desperately in need of some sort of drug fix and withdrawal? I mean, those all seem to me to be – they could be equivalent, if not greater, uh, instances of vulnerability before before the law. Well, in some cases, I mean, you could you could get to questions about, you know, if there was a waiver of rights question, was the person competent to waive their rights, right, mm-hmm. that would fall into that, you know, if it was a dementia situation or, or something like that, um, that that would already be covered. Um, but, but if you waive, I, here's I, my I point, is if you waive your rights because the police are lying to you. See, I mean, it's one thing if you th- if, if the police tell yeah. you, well, you know what, your buddy's already turned and here's your chance to make a deal. But we're going to walk out of this room and it's going to be gone and, you know, you're going to be in jail for the rest of your life. And all of that's just totally made up BS. How could that not affect your decision to or certainly it would be a factor you would consider? Yeah, no, and I think I think it does. It, it goes into, as the court court said, totality of the circumstances, yeah. right, of, of surrounding the waiver. And if you were deceived in, into the waiver. I, so I. Um, and then it becomes like you said, there's this there's this almost presumption of guilt on the part of if you're a defendant right well he must have done something wrong and he looks kind of shifty and so forth and the cop said that he confessed and we have it on and sure he said his attorney saying something about how it was coerced and they lied to him but you know come on and so that, that that's where i think and this goes to i guess a larger issue i have you know there's a reason why there are so many protections in the bill of rights against people accused of crimes because the the power and the weight of the state just kind of coming down on you like that, even if you're Alec Baldwin, if you're wealthy and and famous, it can be an awful lot. But if you're just some some regular Joe or Jane, if you're just somebody who doesn't have any resources, I mean, this is just a recipe for disaster. Yeah, and I think the the framers knew that, right? And that's but but um, but I wonder I wonder if we still know that you know it seems it seems to me the I, again in a country with you know one of the largest prison populations uh, per capita or total numbers in the world I wonder if we're forgetting a lot of this. Um, I, again I, I I don't I don't know I mean I guess we'd have to look at um you know t- I think you could also look at this as at another another level uh-huh. um if you were if you were to take the other side. And you could say, well, shouldn't uh, uh, the police be able to rely on? Uh, isn't isn't it in the public interest, really, for uh, uh, people who have committed crimes to make true confessions? Yeah, absolutely. Right. I mean, isn't it? Isn't it? If if you can get, I mean, look, if if Alec Baldwin actually said what you know, if that was the case, of hey, I I should have. Or I, I just didn't uh, look at that, uh, check the gun. They offered me the opportunity and I didn't. Um, well, look, isn't yeah, that, that the kind of like a crime to me that yeah. you want? Yeah, yeah. And and aren't aren't we aren't we better off? Um, well, I don't know whether you say better off or isn't there at least a societal interest? Aren't we better off in, with Alec Baldwin in, behind bars? <laughs> to- that may well be the case. No, um, I, I know but, what you're uh, saying. Setting aside Alec Baldwin, yeah, are, are, is there a societal interest in? 
um, getting those who are guilty to confess, encouraging those who are guilty to confess. Right. And I mean, one, it, it would, the idea would be, look, they did it. Justice will be served. Uh, it is, there is, again, just sort of the general ethical Christian yeah. concept, right? Of, of you know, you, you confess up, you confess your sins. Um, and, you know, the idea is also this ought to save the state uh, uh, time and expense in prosecuting something if someone will sure. admit to it. But, but, but yeah, on the other side, though, again, is that for every Alec Baldwin, there are how, who knows how many other people who are coerced into yeah. false con- – and, you know, I should point out there, there are two problems with the false confession thing. Number one, you're putting the wrong person in jail or in prison. And number two, that means the person who did it gets away with it. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. it's it's a it's a double whammy here, and so that that increases the impact. And so, for instance, I, I think I would be amenable to at least, uh, and this would I think this would be something that would would need to be done at the state level, obviously, because criminal laws are almost all most people who are, are prosecuted for violation of criminal laws happen at the state level. But I'd be okay with this for violations of federal law. Some sort of uh, some sort of protection for everyone against being lied to by police. And maybe there are certain exceptions that I'd be willing to consider. But as a general rule, I feel like, hey, if you can if you can't lie to police without being charged with obstruction, that seems fair and right to me. But then police shouldn't be able to lie to you. Yeah, I guess. Okay. So I, I guess maybe we're we're you ever see, you ever see the op- the episode of the good place with the um look if you're police you gotta tell us. Um Yeah, okay. Okay. Uh huh. Yeah, you know what I'm talking yeah, about. Yep, I do. I do. It's, it's when, uh, then we can talk. We can. We can. Yeah, riff on the bonus show. But yeah, it's it's uh, to me that's one of the it's one of the funniest moments in hmm. in television that the um the guy who keeps saying, "Hey, if it's police, they gotta tell you yeah. <laughs> uh, for the police." And then and then there's this this tremendous police raid with like twenty police cars and guys with megaphones and guns drawn yeah. and in uniform <laughs> and a helicopter circling, and um the the su- suspect shouts out like, "If you're the police, you gotta tell us." And he responds, yeah, we're, we're the police. But it's that larger issue, right? Because there is certainly uh, a societal, at least in some some parts of society, a serious distrust of police. When you have an organization that says, that says yes, we lie like hell all the time and we'll continue to do so, uh, that, that's going to drive a certain amount of mistrust, I would what, think. What about, what about situations that aren't necessarily lies? Um, because look, I I do this. This happens in civil litigation all the time, where you call up the other side and say, "Look, uh, I'm looking at the facts here, and man, it, it doesn't look good for you, for your client. Uh, I think you got a real problem here. I think you ought to settle." Now, I'm, am I lying? Well, no. no. I'm, I'm, I'm shading opinion. Yeah, I'd be okay uh, with that. No, I, I I agree. I see what you're saying. Um, and yeah, I think it should be you know, an a instance. Cop, cop could say, "Listen, hey, uh, uh, this sure doesn't look look good for you." And that's not a lie. Um, and I think that's there's a difference than saying your your accomplice already flipped yes. on you. I think, as opposed yeah. to, I'd yeah. want to make that distinction of knowingly making false statements. Yeah, I, I think yeah. that's. I think that's. And so I I certainly would be for that, but I, I don't think that anything like that would be. I think you can do it when it comes to minors because people sort of there's that kind of emotional kind of response. Oh, my God, the, the cops are sweating this little kid sort of thing when oftentimes yeah. it might be, you know, like a, a 17 year old who, who could beat the hell out of both you and me. Right. You know, probably. Well, and the, the, the lines, the lines we draw yeah. for minors and, and non-minors are, are sort of arbitrary. Right. Yeah. And, but that's just kind of where we draw them and whether look, should you know, should you be. 
you know, 18 to vote or, or could you vote at 17 or should it yeah. be 19 or, you know, whatever. I mean, those, the, the line there, there's necessarily a line and it's, it's yeah. necessarily arbitrary yeah. at some point. And, you know, and, and I feel like I can make this argument without being anti-police because I've, you know, I, I've gone on the record a number of times saying that I actually think there should be higher police pay, more police funding, because what we ideally want is to, especially when we have people with, with guns and badges, you know, who can, who can uh, take away your liberty, uh, that they should be the, they should be incredibly well-paid and professional and incentivized to do the right thing all the time. And I think in too many instances, police are underpaid and overstressed. And so they end up in situations that bad things happen. And, and, I think a lot of that has to do with our not giving them the resources and, and, and the sort of salaries and compensation that I think they, they very well deserve and need. Yeah. So there you go. I don't know that that's a position that's going to get me anywhere so if I ever wanted to run for <laughs> office. Thank God I don't. We hope you enjoyed this preview of our supporters exclusive midweek show. If you'd like to hear the rest of the episode, we hope you'll consider becoming a supporter. Supporters get ad-free access to all of our shows, membership in our Politics Guys Discord group where you can join in on the conversation, and other benefits at different levels of support. To become a supporter, go to patreon.com slash politicsguys. You can also support us through Venmo or at politicsguys or through PayPal. You'll find all of our support links in the show notes as well as at politicsguys.com slash support. And if you'd like to get the midweek show, but you're not in a position to become a financial supporter, that's not a problem. Just send me an email at mike at politicsguys.com and I'll be happy to get that set up for you.